Kane and Jake got back in town on the ins and outs show where you hear the sound. I got bars, Jake got a camera. I got no rhymes left. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was the worst one yet. Okay, uh, let, let me try again. There you go, try. Okay, take two. Okay, take two. Kane and Jake got back in town. I got bars. Jake got. No, I'm, I'm dead today. I've got no bars. I'm. I'm do you know what I feel like? I feel like... You know, <laughs> that was know, a bad time to drink, take you know, a drink. <laughs> oh, I think our volume might be too high. We, um, we're peaking. You know um, when you play PlayStation controller and it's a, like a Bluetooth controller and the battery's dying and like your reaction time gets worse and worse when you're playing a game? I'm like that. And it, and it, not that I've played PlayStation in like 10 years, but... Yeah, that's my reference for that. What's up, peeps? <laughs> we back. It is Tuesday. It is, t- I'm guessing, 10 a.m. 20 past 10 a.m. Oh, running, running late. In the morning. Had all the tech um, issues today. We haven't had that, just us two in a while. No. It's nice to be back. Fuck's sake. No. I've missed you. <laughs> missed you too. Um, how's life? Busy. 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 Yeah, just um, summer's booking up, man. Like, I was just organizing my diary last night. I'm driving everywhere. Don't moan to me about driving. Yeah, no, I'm not going to moan to you about driving. <laughs> the moment I said it, I was like, fuck's sake, Ken's going to say something. <laughs> Don't worry. We were, t- we were in the staff room at Wilkes the other day. Um, the other day, yesterday. Burp. Me and Josh Warmby and all the teachers were talking about, like, how much sleep they get a night. And they were like, yeah, I like it when I get, like, a good, a good eight hours sleep. <laughs> Me and Josh looked at each other. We were like, eight, eight hours? hours? Like, do you even work? Like, what do you mean eight hours? Josh is like, five is a victory. I was like, five is the, five or six hours is like a win. Do you only get like five or six? Yeah, but you're, you're an idiot and you stay up late for no reason sometimes. I actually stay up working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst watching UFC. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm doing, uh, social media promotion and (laughs) i am (laughs) talking shit on stories yeah (laughs) and i'm studying i i'm doing research okay on youtube of dancers that i like i am okay i'll give you that i am also looking at old videos of people dancing and videos of myself and i compare how i dance now to how i used to dance ego stroke yes that (laughs) and also uh oh my god i used to be really good and now i'm not (laughs) Do you think that? Sometimes. Do you? Um, Do you think you're getting worse? N- no, not as a dancer. Like, but like, my pickup sucks now compared to what it used to. Right. Like, I watched a video the other day and it was like of us in Misha Gabriel's class in like 2014 and we picked up 16 eights in 90 minutes and did groups. That's mad. Like, what the fuck? Sometimes I would look at, like, people with mad pickup. I'm like, how do you... Dude, it's so much. Like, how it's do like, you do it? There's loads of us in it as well. So, obviously, like, there's a... <coughs> like, it's LA in it, so the standard's mm-hmm. dope. It's like me, Michael Wilson, CJ Salvador. Like, just Dumbledore. absolute animals in it. And, like, we picked up 16... And it's, like, intense choreo. Mm. And I was like, I could never do that now. Like, doing Lisa's on Sunday, I messed up the first four counts twice. Yeah. In a you row. just couldn't catch that rhythm pattern, though, the... Dunk bit. Well, I had it... I had it before the before incident <laughs> no i had it before the incident and then after the incident i come back brain frazzled because it, it didn't feel that na- like that rhythm and that movement didn't feel natural to me right and then obviously one of the students i thought broke her foot or some shit <laughs> so i two weeks in a row 
So I f was a bit distressed by that. And then I come back and I couldn't concentrate on the part that I was struggling with. Mm -hmm. And then body was having none of it. Gone. It's funny, it's Gone. funny sometimes you just get like a, a block to one step. Dude, it was, like, it was, it was everything it, makes sense. It was like one step. It was two counts. Two counts didn't make any sense. And not on her half. To, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But it just didn't feel right on my, it's not how my body wants to do, like do it. Mm. So my body was like, I'm not taking that in. We're going to skip that. And it's funny, isn't it? It's like, today you get like a block in it. Yeah. And I think where I don't learn as much as I used to, mm. like I'm really beginning to realize that like, oh, this, like you really do lose the skill of like pick up, picking up choreography. Is it a skill? I've never had good pickup, but I've never taken Oh yeah, mine used to be, mine, my pickup used to be dope, but I think it's because I trained so much. Mm. And like, actually, if you look at a lot of the students, like they're constantly learning new stuff every day. That's why I think a lot of their pickup is really good because mm. they're always taking in information. So they're so used to like having to take it in and like, spit it back out. And spit it back out. out. Whereas now I never do that. Yeah. Like it's like some cobwebs on that on that <laughs> skill set well um, so this is so i'm gonna get nina to teach me like four to eight eights in 15 minutes every week now oh. as like a little because i never i don't take class yeah. very often so it's um my weakness is pickup speed mm. so I'm, I'm like nina throw it at me every week stress me out yes yeah, like in lockdown i was doing a lot of trainings and my pickup was pretty good then but I that, mean, that was would, two years ago now <laughs> like yeah that's crazy that right two years ago because you were doing those videos where you learn like a combo from a video. From like watching the video. I don't know how you do that. Where I would just tell. I would just download the video and just watch it. And then like if I like couldn't pick up detail, rewind, like scroll back, rewind it a few times. Right. Just pick Mad. it up. Impressive. Yeah. But I was also doing like, <clears throat> like people that I, how I like to dance. Right. So you're choosing the. So I, yeah, I wasn't being like, I'm going to do something that I'm really going to. Be, that I'd struggle with in a room anyway. Mm -hmm. I was doing stuff which feels good on my body, like John and Marco's, Misha's, Miha's. The only one I did which was like not like my comfort zone was CJ. Yeah, it was CJ's one. And I, because it was I like love the, the way he moves. Plato, Plato, Like We all know exactly what yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know that song, right? Um, it was like the Spanish Mexican kind of one i might be completely wrong so sorry if i offend anyone um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that one was the shrugs was as in stressed. out of my comfort zone but mm. my pickup felt so good then compared to now even in class i'm like but i also think well, let's we should do it ourselves just stress each other out yeah but you know i i think a part of it is that the only times i'm in a position where i'm picking up is also in a time when i'm in charge of the room mm -hmm. so like I'm not, you're, you're not being, actually in it. I'm not actually being the student. Yeah, yeah. you're I'm being the, being the student. I'm making sure the teacher is okay. I'm making sure the students are okay. I'm wondering what's going on. I'm making sure you're okay. Like you know, you're like you don't want to worry about I, me. I always <laughs> worry about you. Uh, That's not a good sign. I get scared that the camera might be too heavy for you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so you know, you're like always like, I would say I'm half in, half out. Mm -hmm. So like maybe that doesn't help. No, it, it definitely it's hard to. Do you feel the same though when you're in like in class? Because like, say when you're in like doing the program and you're learning, you're I'm still sometimes thinking. you're learning, but then you're running and grabbing your camera, <laughs> trying to get. Sure. Like, do you feel the same? Yeah, it's like I'm half invested, half invested, and so I just. But I've, I I kind of accept that I'm half invested. I know I'm not gonna get it, so I'm mm. okay with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't get stressed by it. I wonder how many people are half invested in the class so much of the time because uh. like maybe they've like looked at their phone in the middle of lesson or distracted them or like they've got other shit going on and they can't detach from it 
So they're only half invested in the room. Probably all the time. Like I've seen it so many times where someone goes and checks their phone and they come back a totally different person. Yeah. You know, it's like, and that's why I think phones in class is such a dumb idea. Because mm. you, one thing and you can take you straight out of it. Yeah, it's true. It's like sometimes I'm like, if I'm teaching and I have obviously have to have my laptop there mm -hmm. and I'll get an email through. It's, yeah, yeah. It throws like, me so hard and it's like availability or it's like some, some news that you don't want or like something to do with like, Maybe you My should house um, or like you know you just like fuck. Maybe you should mute it. Can you mute it with ease? I have no idea. Probably wrong. can, but you know you just like sometimes yeah. you be in mid of it and you're like oh distracted, throw me off. What did we do like, in the last day? Like I've no idea. Come back with a complete different vibe. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. So I wonder how many students are like doing that not really that present. Because I remember when I was training, like we didn't like we had a BlackBerry. Like, so you, so you weren't really getting like many notifications, no. like someone might BBM pin you, but like you didn't need to rush <laughs> you to your You'd get phone. an email from Topshop, uh, Top Man yeah, at best. Yeah, <laughs> rest in peace, Top Man. Like, you know what I mean? So I've, yeah. there were obviously other distractions then, but I feel like we're so much more distracted now. I never had a Blackberry. You never had a Blackberry? Never had a Blackberry. Why? Because like my parents would never, <laughs> I would just had a shitty Nokia brick phone. Oh, I've got three brand new Blackberries at home if you want them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they, you know, they're actually like, you can't even use them. Like the service in them and, and everything they, is dead. Discontinued, yeah, discontinued. So I have three. So if anyone wants them, I'll send them to you. Good price. Good price. <laughs> you can use it as a good paperweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a weapon. A weapon. <laughs> they were bricks, man. No, nah, like Nokia's bro, back in the day. The, oh my days. They, I think they're Blackberry pearls. They're sick. <laughs> I remember it used to be like, you'd be like you'd meet someone you'd be like what's your BBN and let's say I never had the privilege like, never and, you'd, had it. and you'd be like you'd leave and you'd be like I got a pin like <laughs> I met yeah. this girl I got now a, it's like do you have Snapchat I got a pin yeah, oh, yeah. now it's like yeah. send a dick pic <laughs> <laughs> I don't obviously I'm engaged but <laughs> I've never actually had Snapchat Never mind. I had it when I, it first came out I for think like I had a month it, and I was like, this is dog I think shit. I had it for like two weeks and I was like, this is trash. All, all people do is just send party, uh, photos of house parties. Or, That's all, or like, no, this what is what I, I had it when people used to go to house parties. And what I don't get is like people send, a, we're such boomers. We're such boomers. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't get is people send a photo and then type over the top of the photo and they'll do like a photo of like, the pillow or like yeah. of nothing. Why just don't you to just send, text them? Just send a fucking text. Like... It's funny, like, I've, I've been cast out so many times for voice noting by, like, younger generations and stuff. Voice um, notes are way. Mate, I get so much done because of voice notes. Yeah. So much I've done. I've not got time to type. No. Do you remember the days where, <laughs> this is just a throwback, <laughs> throwback Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, when you could only have 12 texts in your phone. Like, on a Nokia, you'd be able to have, like, the storage for, like, 12 texts, and that was it. No. Like, when like proper like Nokia brick phones, you could only have like 10 to 12 texts. Nah, man, I think your parents just got your knockoff <laughs> Nokia. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when like, and you had to pay like 15p a text. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember when you could only have so many um, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like 160 characters or whatever characters, it was. And you'd be like finding <laughs> what, what words you can take spacing out of. <laughs> so they'll still understand it. And you'd put like, and, and if you had like that, or a plus sign. Yeah, yeah You'd be yeah. like, I don't need a space either side of that. <laughs> people, that back. people don't know what it is. <laughs> God, yeah. I used to spend so much money on... I At one point, I had... <laughs> this is so bad. I uh, got my mum's bank details. <laughs> I kept on top of it. I spent like a hundred quid in a month once. Because <laughs> I just didn't know the concept of it. <laughs> I was in trouble. <laughs> Did you used to do... Uh, wow, proper boomer session today. Uh, I used to... You'd have like free house landline calls on a, mo on a landline yeah, for an yeah. hour. 
So I'd ring the I'd, <laughs> ring, hang up at I'd, I'd ring the girls in school and it'd be like, We're on fifty eight minutes, it's coming, it's coming. And at fifty nine you'd hang up and call back. Call back. You'd be like, Yeah. But I remember if you forget and you see sixty one or something like you're like, Fuck, 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 fuck. Mom's gonna kill me. Yeah. MSN? Yeah, of course. Of course. MSN. Go home after school and talk to yeah. all the girls that you wouldn't talk to in school. Yeah, <laughs> you have to dial up your internet, turn the phone off oh, to so get bad. on the internet. So bad. Wow. We're old. Or you under 25-year-olds are thinking... Which is like all of our demographic. Which is like thinking, what are you talking about? Anyway, yeah. So you're, you've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> busy talking shit, apparently. Dude, I feel like I've been so busy. I was telling you earlier, I feel like I'm dance studioed out. Mm. Like I'm super grateful that I get to always be in dance studios and do like what I love. But I feel like I've put so much focus <laughs> lately into like, I want to teach as much as I can. I don't want to like be mm. dance student as much as I can and it's paid off and I'm so fucking grateful for it. So I don't want it to change. Like I'm not saying I don't yeah, want to yeah. be in the studio, putting it out there. Um, and for everyone who hires me, thank you. I want to be there. <laughs> I really want to be there. But I just feel like even on my days off, somehow, You're in the by, studio. by days off, I mean day, because I have one day off a week. I feel like I keep ending up back in the studio. What day is your first day? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Do you know, just said like, how do I, or I even, I mean, because then you're prepping on that day off. Yeah. I end mean? up having to think about dance because I'm prepping for six other days worth of teaching. Mm. I don't know how you get the prep in. No, me either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like this has been the, th- this month has been throwback month. Like, well, just repeating, repeating like super old combos and stuff. Cause obviously I've like where I'm now, I haven't been at performers this month cause they've had assessments, mm. but I've been doing an extra day at Wilkes on the Monday because I've been free so I've been doing a show piece for Wilkes and a show piece for Addict and like I've never done really like show pieces for colleges before only for like UDO teams <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's kind of a little bit different it's different it's yeah, yeah. different um, although if you look at my pieces they just look like really good UDO pieces um, <laughs> you have to show me a video I, I watch them back and I mark them on my UDO criteria <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like staging, staging. <laughs> stagecraft good <laughs> formations good performance good <laughs> technique eh. <laughs> not to you guys to me um so where I've been like really putting a lot of focus to make sure I deliver like the best I can for that, mm-hmm. my prep time for classwork has kind of suffered. Right. Um, so it's been proper throwback. When you do stage stuff, do you think about formations? What, when I'm choreographing? Like, do you go staging steps or do you go step staging? Steps first. Like to me, like I feel like people choreograph differently. Like some people choreograph visually, some people choreograph for feeling, some people have the ability to do both. Mm. Like I choreograph for what it feels like first, not what it looks like. Like which isn't always the best thing for stage. Do you ever like hear a part of the song go, I would love to do this staging wise at this Uh, moment? Not very often, but like, so like in the, the addict piece I'm doing it, like it's Justin Bieber love you different and it goes gullet 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 and I was like that would make a dope canon mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do but that would make a dope canon yeah, yeah. like do you find that you start to think about the song differently yeah but only but because I, I never really I always do class combos I never do like stage yeah, choreo yeah. or like, like performance stuff think about so it. like my brain has been thinking differently for this mm-hmm. and like even with the Wilk students I'm doing um get get it started by Black Eyed Peas oh yeah so I was like right like even deciding it, I was like, I needed a, like a crowd pleaser song, mm-hmm. like a hype song. Um, and then even making it up, I'd be like, oh, these like, I already had the part of it made up, but everything else was like, these would be nice cannons. Like I can yeah, bring yeah. people in on a cannon or like, 
I don't know, just bring in different elements, which is when I make class combos. Obviously, I never think that way. No. It's cool. But yeah, studio that, man. But good studio out. Good studio out. Grateful. Been busy, busy, busy. But massive shout out to like, I mean, shout out to everywhere that I teach. Like, I'm grateful for you all and you're all dope. But like, the addict students have been so dope because I've never taught them really before. And I've just got to go in and do a piece of the third years. So I'm like, grateful that I've been trusted with that. But like, their work ethic is dope. Mm. Like, and they're working their ass off. And then like, a huge shout out to my Wilkes first years. Like, doing a piece of first years, like that they've done so well like nice. they've exceeded my expectations right. as yeah, first reason. years like you're like oh are they all going to deliver to the level of like what my brain sees it as because mm. my brain you know what i'm like i i set the standards so high mm -hmm. so like even when people go that's good i'm like nah, it, it could be better like that's just what my brain does like they've fucking roasted man sick Super what proud. song do you do for them uh, is that Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, yeah, get yeah. started, and then Love You Different for Addict. Because I was just like crowd pleaser songs, mm -hmm. and then Nice to Dance too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Um, so, I know quite a few people who have taken some rejections lately, some no's. So I thought a good topic for today would be no's and lows. No's and lows. No's and lows. What are they getting no's on? Like, is it you, Love Life? <laughs> no <laughs> no as in people getting rejected from auditions um i thought that would lead into a good topic of kind of like dealing with the low moments of life whether that's dance related or life related okay dope so i guess let's start with the nose first and then that'll probably like, lead into the lows like audition dance audition and audition nose um where do we start i feel like in this industry you have to just learn how to deal with it you're going to get a lot of it, mm -hmm. probably more than any other industry. I think we've kind of briefly spoke about this before, but like if you work in a bank or something, how many times you go to audition <laughs> for like a job promotion mm. once every three years, maybe once a year if you're lucky. If you do twice a year, like Jesus, like you're going for two promotions in a year. That's crazy. In dance. It's like every week. <laughs> every week. If you're lucky to get an audition. Yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah. I feel like there's not auditions like that anymore. Like when I was in LA, I was doing like three, four castings a week really a yeah, week a week bro like for different things like commercials like is that just because of where you were or is it just like the status of the culture at the time i think because where i where where i think because of where i was where i were i think because of where i was but also the fact that i was hustling so i was mm. i was looking for work like an opportunity like you've never seen right so i was on like la casting and every morning and every night i'd check it and apply for everything hoping that something lands mm -hmm. do you know what I mean so it was very extreme I'm sure it's probably still the same in London but I never you don't look for it I never did it like that in London no um because I worked I kind of did more of the stuff I wanted to do than what yeah. I needed to do more selective um, yeah <laughs> and I taught as well so money wasn't as stressful as mm -hmm. it was in LA um but I feel like oh, there aren't as many auditions and stuff now but I don't know if that makes it easier because then I feel like there's less opportunity for yeses. So if they become no's, it kind of might be harder, right? Because right. like I it's used, more of an impactful no. Yeah, like so say I when I was in LA, I was doing so many castings and stuff. Say I did like three, four a week mm -hmm. and ninety percent of them might be a no for a casting. Like if it was dance stuff, I would actually normally do well. Mm -hmm. But if it's just casting where you're going in and you have to like read a script or act or pretend to do some do, I'm shit at that stuff. Like <laughs> I was awful. Like so you kind of had an expectation to not... Yeah, and no's you know. kind of became like a common trend. And I'm in the... Mm -hmm. We're the best in the world are. 
But I feel like if you never get to go to auditions and then you go, say you do like six a year. Yeah. yeah. And you probably now is probably a decent amount of auditions. I don't know. Like if people know how many there are at Holla. Um, <laughs> Holla, Holla. And you get six no's. That's a year's worth of no's. That's a year's worth of no's. Rather than getting six in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and going, oh, there's another one in a month's time. Yeah. Like, if there's only six and you get all no's, like, that must be really hard. Um, But I think you have to be able to go, you have to be able to assess yourself. I think that's the biggest takeaway. What I figured out is, like, you have to know where you're at, know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you get a no be able to dissect why you've got to know. There's an opportunity to learn from it, right? Yeah, like, because if you just drown in your sorrows or dwell in your sorrows, whatever you want to say, like, there's no benefit from this. No. Like, you're only going to create a ne- negative environment for yourself. So, like, for me, if I got to know, I would try and figure out why I got the no. And then how can I improve on it next time to avoid that no? Well, I guess that's the hard thing is you never, you never told, right? No, like, some, no one's ever going to give you feedback. Sometimes, maybe if you ask for it, but I don't think very often. I've never been given feedback. No. Like, Can you, are you ever in a position to ask for feedback? If you get to the final round, let's say. I think you are if you have a relationship with the person who's right. giving you a no. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, say it was for uh, Brian Freeman and I got a no. You could I feel like him. I could go to him and be like, yeah, can yeah. you just tell me, like, can you give me some feedback on what I did, what I could do better? Mm-hmm. And it might be as simple as like, do you know what? We just didn't want a white ginger guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, it could be a look. Yeah, you're, you're too short. <laughs> or you're too, you're too good. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Do you think, for me, I love it when people ask for feedback on any subject. Mm-hmm. I always think it, it shows the opportunity, like their their desire for growth. Do you think if you are getting to like final rounds, you are in a position to ask the choreographer or whatever, even if you don't have a relationship, what you could do better? Because they're probably going to remember you if you're in like the final ra- stages, right? Yeah, I think read the room. Like I think if it, if they seem like they're approachable, mm-hmm. you know, and there's not loads of you, go up, say thank you so much for your time. If you have any feedback, I really appreciate it. Some choreographers might love that, but then some might not. Like, I think it's just, it depends. It depends. And like, kind of like shoot or shoot. (laughs) Like, just take a shot and see what happens. See what happens. But but I'm not saying it's going to go well. Like, I can't imagine anyone getting pissed off, right? No, but some choreographers might not like the confrontation or like might not want to be able to go, you just weren't good enough. Like, I don't know. Like, they might not have the the want or the desire or the need to tell tell someone that. Mm. Um, but I don't see any harm in it. If it was me and someone came up to me and asked me for feedback, I would be fine giving it. You, I think you'd, you'd be happy to. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's the same for every choreographer. And mm. maybe like, do they have time? Like, you don't know. Like, they, they, do they want to? They might have just been auditioning for seven hours. Yeah. The last thing they might like, want to do, do is like give DM someone feedback. Or, some shit? or do you reckon that's crossing boundaries? Mm. Again, I know it's so individualized. Obviously, you've spoken about other choreographers who like don't want to be DM'd and stuff, and that's fair enough. Personally, I would just be—I myself wouldn't be hesitated by like—I don't know if that's the right words. I—I wouldn't. You'd be phased by. I wouldn't be phased by going, "Hey, thank you so much for a great audition." If it was a great audition, obviously. If it was Mm -hmm. a shit one, I wouldn't say thank you for a shit one. I wouldn't lie. But if it was a good audition and I got to the end and I didn't get it, maybe, I'd be like, thank you so much for a great audition. Uh, any feedback would be really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Hope to see you again soon. 
and then leave the ball in their court. If they don't respond, like just understand that they're busy. Yeah. Or they've got other shit going on. Like, yeah. No, because I think, again, that, that must be the hardest part. It's like, you, there's no closure to the mm. no. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like as humans, for whatever reason, we need closure for like everything. But I think you can find your own closure. Like if you're smart about it, like it, maybe instead of having to be told why you got a no, try and figure out why the people who got yes got a yes. Mm. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's going to be clues, but there's never going to be a, a definitive. No, but they're kind of it's right like but if you said it could be like a looks thing could be we didn't want a ginger 100 percent. but i feel like if you're truly and brutally honest with yourself mm -hmm. like dude i know if i'm in an audition with like uh misha gabriel mm -hmm. like we're both the same height we're both white and he gets it over me you know he did a better job than you i know he's better than me um, I know he'll dance rings around me with one arm behind his back. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, it's, I think it's about being brutally honest where you're at. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, or if I'm in there with someone who has an extra skill set that I don't have and they get it, it's about being able to acknowledge, like, oh, they actually have a, a tool they that can I... They trick better than you. They, they can, have a tool that yeah, I don't yeah. have. Like, and that's okay. Like, if it's we get to the final round and they say, right, tops off and the guy next to me looks better... You know. He gets it, but we're equally, we're as good at dancers. That's probably why. And mm -hmm. that's okay. You just have to be real with yourself and acknowledge it. That's why when I always made sure I was always in the position to be booked. Yeah. yeah. Like I always, in I terms looked, of like physique and physique, skill set. Skill set. I was never hung over. Mm. Like I was always looked fresh. I never looked tired, even though I was tired, but I drank so much damn water and ate so good to like counteract all these things. So I always looked at the best I could be. Cause, and I was always training. Mm -hmm. So like I was always at the, the best point that I felt like I could be at, even though I could always have done more. So you left no nose for uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to remove all the reasons of saying no that I had control of. I can't control that I'm five foot eight. I can't, I can't control that I'm ginger, but I'm not dying my hair. I can't <laughs> control that I'm white, but I can control what I look like. I control what I dress like. I can control how I present myself. I can control how I dance. Mm -hmm. So I made sure all of those, or I was always working on those to be, progressing they could always be better but i was always working on them to be as high as they could be to avoid the no's mm -hmm. if i got a no i would go okay why as opposed to being like going and crying about it yeah, yeah. and just like not using it as a learning curve what's the quote uh i never lose either win or learn yeah and, mm -hmm. and that's genuinely my mindset mm. like i always figure that out or like if i get a no so like when i've auditioned for magic mike in london mm -hmm. I mean, like, I'll say it loud and proud. Like, I feel like I roasted the audition. In fact, they told me I roasted the audition. They were like, nailed it. And then we got to the interview part and I, I had the worst interview of all time. What, go on, elaborate. Uh, so uh, what were they interviewing you about? Uh, they were just, it was just like, they're amazing. Like, they're the loveliest humans in the world. But like, it came to the interview and I was stressing because it was like lots of variables, mm -hmm. which created an uncomfortable environment for me. So like... I rushed after my things. I had to get a train to go and do a show. And I was afraid that if I was late for the train, I would make the show. I'd lose the current tour I was on. Yeah. Then, so that's one stress. I was a thousand degrees because I'd just been dancing. I put on a nice outfit for the interview because I knew I was being filmed. You know, I was really hot. I was sat in front of a glass window at Pineapple. Heat coming through. Ginger, burn, I die. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
Two stresses. Two stresses. Uh, they're trying to get the cameras ready. You know how you have malfunction earlier with the camera? Mm -hmm. Same thing there. They couldn't figure out why one of the cameras wasn't like focusing properly or some shit because of the light coming through. Yeah. So then me and the choreographers, who are amazing people, like the nicest people ever, they were just talking to me as in as if we're friends. And they were asking me how my family is and stuff like that because obviously I'd lost my brother and the last time I'd had big interaction with them, mm -hmm. my brother had passed away. So they're asking how we're doing and stuff. And I was like, you know, like plodding along like yeah, yeah, so, so. it is what it is and like the only way to describe it and i think i've said it on here before is like i felt like well before we get there so they asked me how it was and then they were like um oh the camera's done cool we'll start interviewing now and i felt like i'd been they'd said like let's jump in the swimming pool and i had no armbands on and i couldn't swim mm -hmm. and then they were like we're getting out now and right. i felt like i was left in then i couldn't get out yeah, yeah so like my brain went to this place where i was thinking about like the trauma of losing my brother. To switching up. To, to switching off and mode. then going, hi, I'm Kane and I'm auditioning for da da da. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. couldn't like, I couldn't get out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's not their fault. No, it's no, totally no. my fault that I couldn't like switch, up. switch it up and adjust. So like at the worst interview of all time, it's just the dumbest answers in the world just spoke absolute dog shit. And then like, I left. As soon as I left, I was like... You put your head in your hands. Like, I was like, you knew. what have I done? Yeah, and yeah. Like, then your brain's going, I hope my dancing was enough. And I didn't get it. Right. And I remember like sitting on my tour bus for Dream Boys in the bunk bed, crying my eyes out in the bunk bed after a show when I got the email. Like, Well, I didn't even get the email saying I didn't get it. I knew everyone else who had got it. Right. And then I emailed my agent being like, any update? And they were like, oh, I don't think it's this time, mate. Yeah. Like, and I was just like... It's crazy that the interview was the deciding factor. Well, I don't know that it was. We, we, but it's a high could, suspicion. But if I could guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be that. Do you know what I mean? And I remember crying in my bunk bed and I was like, okay, I'm going to dwell on it because like, it was one of my dream jobs. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I lost it because it was my fault. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I feel like I didn't lose it because I wasn't good enough. I lost it because I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was a learning lesson. So I was like, cool. Like, I'm never going to let myself be in a vulnerable position where I'm going to make that mistake again. Mm -hmm. As opposed to being like, I could be like, it's their fault. They started talking about yeah, this. Yeah. No, it's not. They were just being lovely people. And I couldn't control that feeling, mm. you know, that emotion. So like, to me, that's a learning curve. So like, what are you learning when you get your nose? So that Absolutely. was my lesson. Like, I'm not gonna, if I fuck up, it's on me. It's no one else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, failure leaves clues, right? Yeah. No, dope. I mean, so something that I, I've, um, so when I first opened the gym, uh, which obviously was a very up in the air decision, because we had, mm. had two weeks to decide whether or not I wanted to open a gym and it was a massive investment. I put my whole life savings into it, liquidated everything. Had no idea how to run a company full stop, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I went into the the venture or journey and I said, I'm giving myself permission to fail. Mm. It's not an excuse to fail, but I'm giving myself permission to fail because what I know is that I'll learn so much in the process. Mm. And so I've just put my life savings up and I said, I will happily lose every penny in the process as long as I know I'm walking away with like knowledge and yeah. experience. Instead of paying for a degree, you're paying for this I'm paying for, Yeah, that's kind of one of the ways I looked at it. It was yeah. like, I'm paying the same amount of money as a university degree, but I'm just putting it into a business. Yeah. And like, it's a mindset I've tried to adopt quite a lot now is permission to fail. 
Mm. So I'm allowed to be shit in this class because I know it's out of my comfort zone. I'm not giving myself permission to be shit, but I'm allowing myself to be, because I'm out of my depth and out of my yeah. comfort zone. And that's been a really helpful thing for me. Yeah, mm. permission to fail. That's one of my ways of dealing with uncomfortable mm. situations. I'm trying to think what else I do to deal with like no's or like rejection within the industry. Like I always feel like you're always going to have some sort of like sadness or bitterness, especially if it's something you want. There's nothing I, I don't like it when people go like, they got to know and they go, didn't want it anyway. And it's like, well, you did. You did because you, 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 you wouldn't have gone. And if you did get it, you'd have been buzzing about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, but I think it's okay to have that moment of like, I'm gutted. Like, could you? You'd be cause you, have to, you have to get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if you need to go and talk to someone or go and get an ice cream or go and have some nice food to like cheer yourself up, like have that moment and then then get over it. Yeah, I, I think give yourself like... Give yourself time to grieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the right word, grieve? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A, it's a form of loss, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like, like something that I've see a lot of people do around me is they go right i'm giving myself a day to be moody and after that i'm i'm switching mm. up again and i think that's quite a quite a helpful way of doing things because it's like again you're giving yourself permission to be upset or whatever whatever mm. but you're going but i'm going to become better from this yeah but then at the same time you have to choose your moment of when you're going to do that because you can't go from like you got a note to that audition to go to work yeah or yeah, like yeah. to go and teach you yeah, can't you take be, like, that a grumpy with you bitch. or you can't go, go like to an environment where you're dictating the the space or dictating other people's yeah, day yeah, yeah. or having an impact on other people's day. Oh, like yeah, you've really got to take point. that you've got to take that that loss for you. I can't come and make your day shit then. Yeah. Because yeah. I've had something bad. And I think that comes down to like self-talk. Yeah. Like if I if I took a loss for a thing and then we're doing this podcast, for example, let's say I received a bad email, I would have told myself, I'd go, right, Jake, you need to be this character mm-hmm. throughout this podcast and then after you can be a grumpy little shit after Do you know what and like so this i get this a lot teaching at like colleges mm-hmm. where obviously students are in that college like eight hours every single day so i teach at three different colleges now like and over the past 10 years i've taught loads like not even at colleges just just teaching in mm-hmm. general but like at college students this is happens a lot is like they come into the studio and they let the outside factors affect, affect that, their inside. That. So like they'll come in the studio and they'll be like, I'm just having a really bad day. And I'm like, that's okay. But you need to get rid of it. But you need to get rid of it because you're here to do a job. Mm-hmm. You're not getting paid to do this job, but your job is for you to come in, absorb as much information and make you better at what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to let that uh, boyfriend tr- troubles or like your landlord sending you a shitty message come and affect your day of training you have to figure out a way to turn that off. Mm. But like, and a new thing is like students be like, this is taboo again. Sorry if this pisses anyone off, but people are going really struggling with my mental health. Like, and they'll come in and be like, I'm really struggling with my mental health. I'm not going to do this class. And I want to go, what do you think that not doing this class is going to help? Right. Yeah. Like w- what is it actually going to achieve? Maybe doing this class might help distract you from the thing that's bothering you. Yeah. If this is the Especially thing that's, dance. if this is the thing that's not helping towards your mental health, then maybe you need to take a step back and go, is this for you? Mm-hmm. Because do you think Alphaba can, before she goes on stage, go? Do you know what? Mentally, just not with it today. Not with it today. So I'm not going to go on. Mm. Fuck no, <laughs> she's fired. Like, yeah. like, and and I'm like, you have to get rid of that mindset sometimes, as a performer that it's not about you. 
Mm-hmm. Like, do you think a surgeon goes in and goes, guys, I'm just feeling really tired and drained today. I'm not going to go and save that person's life. It doesn't really, it wouldn't happen, right? No. I mean, this is me guessing because I have no idea about brain surgeons. or <laughs> But like when I'm teaching, like, doesn't matter what my day is like. I can't project it onto the students. No. I can't go in and be like, do you know what, guys? I'm just not in the mood today. I'm feeling really mentally tired or like I'm mentally struggling. So I'm not going to teach you. Mm. I can't do that. Because no, it affects everyone else. And I think we are filled with excuses and external blame. It's, yeah, it's, well, I don't know where I'm going with this, if I'm honest. <laughs> we're, we are, we're, we're very excuse generated yeah. because I think it makes us feel better about ourselves. I kind of said this in the last podcast with Hannah. Yeah. Um, but it's how, how do you then, how do you switch off from your external to the, your working environment. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I just have this ability to go like, the show must go on. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like that's what I was always taught. Like, doesn't matter what you're feeling. Doesn't matter what happens to your costume. Doesn't matter if you like something, you just get on with it. That's kind of what I was brought up as, like within dance, it's kind mm-hmm. of what I was always said. Like, cool, just go on, figure it out. Make the most of the best, do the best job you can with it. And I feel like that's just carried across into my everyday life. That's become a life skill, not a performance skill. Um, it's like I've said, like I'm sure I said it on here before, but like my brother died as I was going on set for a vodka commercial. They offered me to go home. Mm. I was like, no, no. Like if I go home, that sab- sabotages everybody else on set. That sabotages my partner who's rehearsed for three days. Like sabotages everyone else. This, this moment isn't about me. Right. It's about making sure the job gets done. So I'm like, my brain goes to that place. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I grieved. And I was like, give me a dressing room on my own. I need to go and be on my own. I can't go and have small talk with people, but the show must go on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I I have that skill set across the board. You know what I mean? Like no matter what, like if you think of that time we were in here and I was having house drama going on, like we're still, we're still in the podcast. We're still in, like the show must go on. Like, and I just think that's where my mindset is. I don't know how it's got there. I do think it's just from my dance training. Mm. Do you do you apply that logic outside of dance? As in? As in like, I think me and you have a very similar approach to life. We're quite brute forcey. Mm-hmm. We will just go and go and go and go. Like, do you ever like stop and address any emotional bullshit that you're going through? Nah, never. And do you feel like you need to? Because some people, some people just... I don't know, like, Cisco always says to me, he's like, you never address anything. You always just... Because my brain goes like, think like Dory, just keep swimming. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, just keep swimming. You'll get over it. And Cisco's always like, no, you need to like, you need to address it. You need to talk about it. You need to do this. And I'm like, nah, just keep moving. Like... Do you think, do you think that works for you? For me? If you're it, like really, really honest with yourself. Yeah, for me, it works. Like, do you, do you ever like... Because that's why I'm successful. Like yeah. that in, in what I determine successful. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm not successful in what other people determine successful, but in what I determine successful, I'm successful. And that's why. Because I don't let things pull me back. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as I start letting things pull me back, that's when I can find excuses to not do stuff. Like, I didn't want to come here this morning. My alarm went off. Hallie was cuddling me on the bed at 7 a.m. She never cuddles me. She's like, not. Bitch. No, she loves Georgia more than me. <laughs> she jumped on the bed. She was cuddling me this morning. I was so freaking tired. Like I said to you earlier, I'm exhausted. I feel burnt out. I was like, I could really do it. Like, 
just not doing off. today. I was like, we've banked like seven episodes or some shit. Not that many, but like, I was like, I can afford to skip today. And then I snoozed for 10 minutes. My alarm went off again. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. And then I was like, I, I literally went, if I stay in bed, is that going to help me in a year's time? Mm, I like that. What, I was is, like, what does this behavior look what like? Is, what does this mean to me? If I get this extra two hours in bed just today, like, is that going to help me build, help us build this brand? Mm -hmm. Help us achieve our dreams. And then I went, oh, I'm not letting me down by staying in bed. I'm letting Jake down as well. Nah, get the fuck up, King. Get the Got fuck up, up, had a shower, had up. two coffees, walked Hallie, <laughs> come here. Like, that's how my brain goes. Right. Even though I'm exhausted and I could have done with the laying because tomorrow I'm leaving at 4.30 a.m. again. It's, like, I think um, to go on to the idea of like, what does this look like in a year's time is, I think we're so wrapped up, again, this is such a like, obviously discussed topic, but like instant gratification we need to start looking at delayed gratification. Mm. Like what does my approach to mental health, what does my approach to day-to-day -day habits, what does my approach to my work ethic look like in two to five years time? Yeah. Like I, I base everything on what does this look like in the future? Mm -hmm. Like all my, like for example, like when I, again, I, I keep using my business as a reference, but it's what I know. My whole mindset was last three years of running a company, almost three years is this is just a skill gaining period of my life. Mm. This isn't my make a million pound company. This isn't my forever company. This isn't yeah. my like, this is just me learning skills. Yeah, this is your college. This is my college. This yeah, is my yeah. life. And again, it's like that permission to fail idea is like, I'm giving myself permission to fuck up and explore. Yeah. You know, like I use my personal Instagram for, as an example, as my test. Yeah. So I put shit out, which might swim, might not. Yeah. Just to see how it responds. So then I, when I make a more of a business account based on other stuff, I know how to approach that situation more. Mm. So it's, what does this look like in the near-term near future? Mm. You know, the, um, the quote, live for today. Yeah. You know, the full quote is live for today in, in preparation for a better tomorrow. I think you've told me that before. You know, it's like with the live for today, I don't actually like Yeah. it's, or like, uh, you only live once. Yeah. Yeah, you do live once. So make it so you're, the rest of your life is better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I kind of fall between both. I'm kind of like... I think there's moments to live for today and take yeah. time to smother flowers. Like sometimes like... So like off topic, we've just bought a new rug for the flat. <laughs> like I want This fucking it. rug. Like, dude, I love this fucking rug. It's a white fur rug. Like I have a dog. It's the dumbest idea in the world. But I wanted this damn rug. <laughs> And Georgia was like, I don't think it's very practical for us to have a dog. And I was like, why do we always have, have a dog? To, like, I don't think, well, she didn't want us to have the dog either, to be honest. She said, that's not practical. She's like, this isn't practical when we're going to have a, like, when you have a dog, when we have a dog, mm -hmm. like what if she comes in with muddy paws and climbs on it? And I was like, why do we always have to think practically? She's like, yeah, but it'll be ruined in six months. I was like, why do I have to think about six months? Why can't I just enjoy it for what it is now? Mm. So I feel like there's moments where- but That's materialistic. Yeah, like. for sure. But even things like sometimes I'm like, which isn't materialistic. I'm like, I want to do this today. Mm. Like, oh, I probably shouldn't because like, shouldn't spend that money on us going and doing this nice experience today. But I'm like, no, we should go and have this experience today. Like some yeah. things I'm like, you have to live for the moment and just embrace it and treasure it and be like, let's just go and do something. Because mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a different benefit. It's not a financial benefit. It might be another kind of benefit. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think obviously you have to find the 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 balance between them. Mm. But I think it's only like for me, it's about behaviors yeah. and habits. That's what I think about. Like, what does it look like in like five years' time? Mm. Like, what does my eating habits look like? What does my training habits look like? What are my mm. drinking habits? Blah 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 blah. Like, I think that's your long term. But spending money is a habit and it is a behavior. Yeah. So it's hard. It's one of my kryptonites. Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> Shoes. I walked in with one pair for you today and I tried buying a pair this morning. <laughs> and I tried buying two pairs yesterday. <laughs> um, I, I failed. Um, so, okay, you're not a performer. But how do you deal with like lows and no's? Okay, so there was a, a time quite recently where, again, business, sorry, um, I received a letter which completely threw me off it was potentially the death of my company. And for two days, I was like, I was just in a state of panic. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? How do I overcome this? Like, and I started creating all like contingency plans and plan Bs and Cs and Ds and Es. Like, I just went down such a spiral. And then I walked up into my studio and you know how much I love my studio. Yeah. I walked up to my studio and I went, no motherfucker's ever going to take this away from me. Yeah. Period. Like, I love this place way too much and I have so much like sweat equity. I've worked way too hard to- I like that sweat equity. Sweat equity like, it's not I, even financial, it's like It's effort. like I put blood, sweat, tears, thousands of hours worth of work. And I just said to myself, no one's ever gonna take this away from me. Yeah. And I said, to, I literally said to myself, standing in my studio, I said, if I have to work 10 times harder than what I'm already doing to keep this place alive, I'll do it. Yeah. And I went back to my why. My why of like, why do I have this place? I was thinking like, what does my best friend who works at a dance company out of my studio have to do if I, if I give up? What do my PTs have to do? Like, how does this affect the podcast? How does this affect my videography job? Mm. Like, how does it affect like everyone around me who I love and care for? Mm. It's like, they all lose if I give up. Yeah. You know, everyone takes the biggest hit ever. Like I have so many people who run their, their whole business from my, from my company. Mm. So like, I'm not giving up. I'll work 10 times harder to keep me afloat, to keep them afloat. It's funny. And I went back to that why. Like, you know, uh, so like, not the same, but kind of the same. So like Tom Cruise, yeah. when he comes to saying- <laughs> I'm to Tom, okay, go on. No, no, so when it comes <laughs> to like him being offered a film mm. and him saying yes or no, apparently he's super selective about what he says yes to. Right. Because if it's a flop, it's not just him that loses. Right. It's, it's every team. project- that's ever attached to his name in the future. Uh, and everyone's payments. So like on a film, if something goes right or wrong, he doesn't affect him. He affects every cast and crew member on that job with him. Hmm. So it either increases or decreases the value of the product he brings. And also like, uh, did you hear him <laughs> like that? One of him ranting at someone about COVID. Yeah, he went off. He went off. Yeah. So like we hear that and we're all like, this is like, he shouldn't be like this. He shouldn't speak like this. But like... No, like it wasn't about him. It's about everyone else around. It's him. about the other, however many hundreds of people on set, mm. and the millions of pounds that have gone in that it affects, and the fact that one person would risk everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? He's, he's protective. Of he's protective of everything under the name of Tom Cruise on that set because mm. he's the he's the he's the front man. He's the face of the set. He's the face of the job. So he is the representative of everything below him. Mm. And I've done me below him as in like 
you know, but yeah, essentially yeah, like people in the he, brand. Yeah, within the brand. I'm not saying he's a better or above anyone, but people are paying to watch him in the film. So he's like going, no, like that, uh, say it was a cameraman, for example, that cameraman fucked up. It doesn't just affect the cameraman and Tom. Mm. Tom, Thanks. like he's my bestie. <laughs> my the cameraman and Tom, my guy, Tom, Tom, Tom. It affects everyone else. Yep. And it's like, that's your same kind of mentality. It's like, this letter and this business, your business dying doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone around It affects me. all the people around yeah. you. And like that's, it sounds silly, but that's how I felt this morning. Me staying in today doesn't just Affected affect me. Our brand. Yeah. yeah, it affects you. It affects the work we've already put in. It affects the amount, like how much we've invested in this studio and this equipment. And like when we got here early and I sat down, I was like, look at this room. And it's so sexy. <laughs> like who would think like a year ago that like we'd be here? Mm. You know, like I was like, all these things play in and that's what keeps me so this this is like going back to sweat equity like i always think how like i've come too far to quit mm. i've come too far to give up and i always think about this is i know what being a fuck up looks like i know what being broke looks like i know what being unhealthy looks like i know what being a, a drinker a smoker i know what it looks like you don't know what i don't know what you don't know what i don't know looks like if i bust my ass off every single day what does that look like? Mm. That excites me because yeah. I enjoy my life, but I, I know I can get to another level and I have no idea what the other level looks like. Yeah. And that's really exciting because to me, life is about experience. Yeah. I don't really care. Like sometimes you have bad and sometimes you have good and that's absolutely fine. But like, and that's what drives me as well. Is like knowing that I get new experiences by working harder, mm. you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, sweat equity. I've always think I've, I've gone so far, why would I quit now? Yeah, so think I think about that. So say like as a performer, I like that. So sweat equity, let's carry that across to performers. So if you're in college and you're like, do you know what? Like I've done two years and like I just, I, I'm still struggling. You still love performing or dancing or whatever it is you do, but like you're just like, I'm just struggling like every day to get through this last year. I'm like, just fight, like keep fighting. Keep fighting. You've, you've done two years, like... You might as well go three. Walk away with that degree. Yeah. You've already done two years of it. So like Kyle, my best friend who, you know, he's been on here plenty of times. Like when he was at Bird College, he used to ring me all the time and message me being like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. And he was in his, like going into his third year or was in his third year. And I'm like, dude, you've already done more than half. Like mm. don't quit now. Like, cause otherwise they're all going to know you as the guy that quit right at the very end. Like, keep going. And he'd be like, yeah, but you quit college. I'm like, I quit after six weeks. Like <laughs> that's not the same conversation. Like mm. I wasn't even like, I hadn't even finished the intro po portion of the chapter. Like, <laughs> and I quit like, but I quit for a different reason. You're quitting because you're like, you're not liking it as much as you did. I quit because I was never going to do musical theater, mm. you know? And he stayed and he's had an incredible career in musical theater and it's paid off for him. Do you know what I mean? So that momentarily like, Oh, I, I'm I'm not enjoying it as much as I should. And him wanting to quit. He stayed, he finished it, he's worked for ten years since. Mm. So they paid off. It's paid off. He's one of the, he's never been unemployed. Like within the realm that he trained in. Mm. Maybe if he quit that wouldn't have come to wouldn't fruition. Wouldn't have come into fruition. No, no, I often think what does this what does this create what does this turn into like by mm. me sticking out the tough parts of my life how much more mental endurance physical endurance like how much tougher do i become yeah you know like what does this turn into and I, that's often a, 
a thing I would go back to as well is like, who do I become from this experience? Yeah, what habit does it create? What habit does this create? And I often, I've said to myself quite a few times, I was like, one day this will be a story of triumph. Mm. And that's always been a big motivator for me. Like when I'm in the in the rut, I go, this is going to be a story of triumph one day. Yeah. And I get to now talk about these stories of triumphs. Yeah. And for the record, that letter that came and potentially decimated my company, I did beat. Um, Let's go. Fuck the haters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, and now that I've gone through like, extreme stress like what i would call extreme stress like having to like protect something that you care for and love for i'm sure that you've had Mm. many experiences like that as well like that's created a much better tougher me Mm. but not just as a person but as a mentor as a coach as a yeah because you can carry those because i can carry those skills off those lessons over lessons over like like i I don't have people work underneath me i have people work with me all the time and i can constantly convey my experiences onto them of being broken self-employed or being you know, at the the tough end or dealing with like harsh clients or like tricky situations. I now have a, like a euphoria of knowledge. That's a bit egotistical, whatever. Um, <laughs> to pass on, you know? Yeah. So it's, I always think it's not just about me. I, I, okay, how to word this. Me being a great me or a better me doesn't just benefit me, it benefits everyone around me. Yeah. If I'm better off financially, I can support the people around me. Yeah. If I'm if I have more knowledge, I can provide more knowledge. If I'm healthy, I can do the extra work to help mm. the people around me. You know, like every for everything for every percent that I get better is a percent that I can give off to the yeah. world around me. And and you as a person, you're a giver. I'm a massive giver. Do you know what I mean? Like you're a, every person you speak to, you're like let me, I think I can help you. Or like, if you, if you know someone that can help him, you always go, I've got someone that could help you do Mm. this. That is always your first, uh, if someone comes to you with an idea, you're like, have you thought about trying this? Or let's do it. Like, yeah. Like how can I I help you do it? Like, and you are a giver in that sense, but in also the sense of being a giver, do you think you're selfish? Cause I think, cause I'm selfish. Okay. Go on. Like I'm a selfish person as in, I always prioritize me. Like, to a degree, you know what I mean? If I'm like, no, I have to do this for me, despite of other people, I, I have to do it for me because I have to make sure that I'm satisfied and I'm happy. And then when I'm happy, I can help others. Yeah, so like, you can't pour from a glass empty. That's what I was gonna say. So like mm-hmm. Dwayne Nosworthy was saying to me the other day, like if you, you can't pour water from your cup into someone else's if you have none. If you have none. Like if you have no water in your cup. So he's like, my cup, he always makes sure his cup is full. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's a really cool way of wording how my brain works. Yeah, 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 Like I have to make sure that I'm fulfilled and I'm doing what I like to do and then I can help others. Do you know what I mean? And then I can give as much as me as I can to other people. But if I'm doing shit I hate and I'm unhappy and I'm miserable, I can't help other people. No. And I actually become a bad friend. I become a bad partner. I become a bad teacher. I become a bad employee mm. because I'm an unhappy person. Whereas I always fill my cup to help then to, to give out, to give out some like, water to others. Like I would say that, but that is that so, like, so, okay. But so some people you, would deem that selfish. Yeah. Because they can't see the longer term prospect. No. But like a lot of people would be like, Oh, you're choosing to do that thing for you over like doing that thing for us or no, for me. I'm, I'm a believer of a, a kind of similar analogy. It's like sometimes a doorway only fits you. Mm. And you have to go through that doorway first to then be able to bring people through with you after, mm. you know? And it's like, 
I'm very similar. I've actually wrote, written quite a lot about this is you have to, you have to build you up first to then distribute out yeah. after. And like you, when I, where I first thought you were going with this conversation is, do you think you're selfish because you gain something out of giving? Oh, we all gain something Which out of giving. Which is like 100%. 100%. Like it's a selfish No one gives <laughs> to give. Like I don't care what anyone says. Like you, we give to receive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do think, and whether that receiving is not necessarily receiving products or services or whatever for someone it's else. It's a feeling. It's a f feeling. It's a know. feeling. Like, so when I, like, the, okay, so this week I went to watch Otimobusu tour mm -hmm. and I went to watch it and I went to watch three students that I've taught, uh, uh, Wilk students on the, the show. Yeah, I went to support. They were like, thank you so much for coming. To, like, they were all so grateful I was there. Thank you so much for coming to support me. Bet you I felt better than they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you had that proud dad moment. <laughs> I had that proud dad moment going, I'm a part of that. Yeah, 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 Like, it made me feel proud of them, but it also made me feel fucking proud of me. Mm. Like, without me, they could have not been there. Absolutely. And I don't mean that in an egotistical way, no, but, but I'm a part of the journey. Of the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I could be that one layer that was... Well, that got them to that level. Mm. And it could be the smallest, smallest factor, but it's a factor. And it made me feel proud of them, but it made me feel proud of me. And it made me go, ah, this is why I keep doing this. Mm, this is you why I, mean? wake, this up is why I wake up at 5 a.m. to go travel the country to help achieve, a student achieve their dreams. Mm. Like, because to see them living their dreams and make them happy is helping me live mine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... um. Shout out to Sinead, Grace and Stephen. You're all amazing. Also, on that factor, Oti Mabusu tour... It'll probably be finished by the time this episode's out. <laughs> what an amazing tour. Right. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Is it? Yeah. Genuinely oh, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Should go see it. Yeah, I think um, another process that I went through, like, so when I was like 21, I just moved to this area, which we're in now. Mm -hmm. Just moved from London, left all my friends behind, blah, 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 blah. And I felt deep into the, the darkness <laughs> the <laughs> darkness they're a great band but yeah um, <laughs> I believe in a thing called love and I I hit like what I considered rock bottom and that was the lowest point and when I hit rock bottom I said to myself there's no that you can't go lower than this mm. you're 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 at the depths of your despair yeah. <laughs> you know and like the only way here is up and I know it sounds really cliche that the way I think about this sometimes and I learned this in a martial art class way back when when you have your back up against the wall you know, mo no motherfucking can take you from behind. Hmm. So actually sometimes the wall is your best friend. Yeah. And hitting rock bottom, I was like, okay, shit, now we can build a foundation. Yeah. Now I can start laying my bricks down because I've hit that bottom. I've, I know I can't go any lower. And that was actually really quite a reassuring moment. Mm. It was like, yeah, the, I just felt like the only way I could go was up. And like, I had to, like, I had to do so much work on myself uh, to get to that pile. And I think one of the things that really helped me get out of the the depths was a new experiences. So that's mm. when I started learning how to dance. So I walked into my first dance class when I was in a really, really bad mental state, which is now where we are today because of it. Yeah. Um, and also spending time by yourself, spending time to really like evaluate who you are and what you need. I think we're, we're so we're so distracted by like phones and careers and friendships and pubs and going out and just doing stupid shit. The moment I stepped away from that, I finally went, Oh, what do I want to do? Mm. Cause I don't like the job that I do. 
I don't like the people that I'm hanging around with. Whoops. Um, mm. I don't, I don't like me to start mm. off with. I think this was COVID for a lot of people though. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID was probably like a big realization for a lot of people. Like lockdown was probably this for a lot of people. Mm. And it, it forced me to evaluate what I valued, what I respected, what I wanted out of my own life. Mm. And I had to ask myself those powerful questions. Um, and I actually went and got a bit of professional help at one point. That's another thing. When dealing with lows, go talk to people. Mm. People can offer you so much like insight and like substance yeah. to give you new reflection. I often look at it like a maze, mm. which is the tattoo on my arm, is often when we're, we're, when we're in the maze, it's hard to know whether to turn left, right, forward, mm. back, whatever. And sometimes you just have to ask that one person who's looking above the maze mm. from a bird's eye view, you go, turn left here. Yeah, and uh, there's, this brings back a memory. So when I was working in London, I was like 2021. 20, I was working as an electrical wholesaler as a warehouse dude. So, <laughs> so I've done so many jobs, so much sales stuff. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was just a warehouse dude. I was bottom oh. the chain, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> <fuck you. laughs> um, and I was talking to this 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 guy called Wallace. We called him no Gromit. <laughs> no, it wasn't Wallace. We called him H. Can't remember his name. Fuck it. Horace. There we go. Why is this dude that ever met? Horace. Horace. That is a fake word. It's like Boris and Harry at the same time. <laughs> we, called him, we called him H. Coolest motherfucker ever. He was so wise. And he tricked me into moving to this area. He said to me, oh yeah, I used to live there. Amazing. And then six months after I moved here, I went, that motherfucker's never been here a day in his life. He has no idea what he's talking about because he knew that I needed to get out of London. Yeah. He knew it wasn't right for me at the time. And that one sentence changed everything around me because yeah. he said it was a lovely place. Hilarious. And he, he, he knew he I mean, it is a lovely place. It is a lovely place. Fuck all to do. Fuck all to do. But it's, except for podcast. We'll go to the gym. <laughs> but it's lovely. But that one person saying, you need to turn left here was like yeah. what I needed to hear. That's dope. So talk to people around you and talk to people who aren't your immediates. And what I mean is the people, like this sounds like really harsh, but your friends and family aren't the people that will solve your issues. No, they won't be the people that make you successful. They won't be the people that, because they care too much for you. They won't tell you the harsh truth. Maybe. They won't tell you the harsh truth and they won't tell you the risky, like to go down the risky path. Yeah. Path, I mean, because they want to love and protect you, which is obviously lovely. But Unless they, you have my mum. <laughs> and she like, go. <laughs> she just, she never gives me an answer. Does she not? No, she never answers a question. If I ring her and ask for help, she'll never actually give me an answer. Is that she'll tactical? Keep, yeah, she'll keep questioning me. Until uh, I figure out my own answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then So she coaches you. And then she gets to the point, she'll go, you already know what you want to do. Uh, and then she goes, and realistically, you're going to do it. <laughs> so just stop procrastinating and do and it. do it. And I have That's like a very coach, coachy style question. Yeah. Um, but that, that's something that I had to learn definitely like throughout my kind of early mid-twenties was the people around you are there to support you, but they're not to develop you, I mm. think. Some people, for example, we develop each other. Yeah. We give each other the harsh truths, which actually makes you a better friend. Yeah. Um, but talk to ex external individuals in your life. For sure. For sure. I went on a bit yeah, of a rampage man. there, sorry. It was good. I feel like we got a little bit deep on today. We got a little bit deep. I don't know if we dealt with all the, the no's and the lows, but I feel like it's beneficial. Well, it is, it's because dealing like how how do you, it's your mindset towards failures and lows. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So end on a positive note, make sure you subscribe on <laughs> YouTube, Spotify and Apple. You can do it on other things too, but we'd rather you subscribe on just those. So then we can... 
know that you're there. <laughs> um, please share the podcast with your friends and your as family if they want to listen to this. But please, please, if we could ask one thing, I guess it'd be just to share the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm say so myself, we are putting out some dope content at the moment. Um, so I keep saying to Jake, how are we not like Joe Rogan yet? <laughs> Maybe that's a bit extreme. A little, like, bit extreme. little bit extreme. But like, uh, we're putting loads of effort into bringing you guys the best content we possibly can. Mm -hmm. um, so if you do like what we do, if you do do, if you do like what we do, just please share it, like it, and tell your friends about it. Holla, holla. Holla. Follow me at Mr. Bull Change. Follow him at Gibson underscore media underscore and follow at the Ins and Outs podcast. All of those on Instagram because we don't do anything else yet. <laughs> yet. Peace out. One love. Bye.